Okay, let's play a game of word association. What's the first thing that comes to mind when I say soul food? Now, what comes to mind when I say vegan? And then what about vegan soul food? For me, on that last one, not gonna hold you, I winced a little bit. It's like oil and water. Vegan and soul food, they don't mix. Not in my mind anyway. And just to keep it real with y'all, and this could be the coastal elite in me speaking, but when I hear the word vegan, it feels real white. And when I hear soul food, it feels real black. So when I saw a review on Black Food Fridays of a vegan soul food spot in Columbia, South Carolina, I was curious. And since I was just down the road, I wanted to see the unicorn for myself. Welcome to season two of the Black Kitchen series, a mini series that shines a light on the brilliant and black innovators changing the face of food as we know it. The community builders of today, many of whom will be the history makers of tomorrow. I'm Chef Jade Verrett, AKA Jade of All Jades, and I'll be your guide on this road trip across America as we go in search of the black distillers, activists, farmers, and plant-based chefs whose stories deserve to be told. In the last leg of my trip to South Carolina, I said goodbye to Charleston and headed inland to the state's second biggest city, Columbia. As I went west, the low country's unspoiled wilderness quickly transitioned into rolling fields of vibrant greens and golden yellows. The drive up Highway 26 took us past sleepy hamlets with cypress and tupelo trees casting dappled shadows along the road. As I approached Columbia, the city's skyline peaked above the treetops, and after a quick exit and a couple of right turns, I arrived at the first plant-based restaurant in the city and pretty much all of the Southeast. I'm sitting here with Falami of hey. A Piece of Soul Vegan Kitchen in Columbia, South Carolina, and I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Don't you have some people who come in here and don't realize oh, it's vegan? my. What is up with people coming in here not knowing it's a vegan kitchen? I don't know why they think I would trick them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know why. Like, why we would put it outside on the sign right. several times. Vegan kitchen. Yeah, so I'll get the... Oh, no, no, I don't eat pork, mm -hmm, you know, for mm -hmm. the barbecue spare ribs. Oh, no, no, I don't eat pork. And we're like, well, we don't either. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're good. Okay. <laughs> um, these are made of plants. No pork on my fork. You know, that's right. very strong. It's going to be okay. Yeah. And then we get the other set of customers who will come in and um, are expecting this to be an actual fried chicken sandwich because uh -huh. it looks like a fried chicken sandwich. And y'all call it a fried chicken sandwich. Mm -hmm. Why is it not a fried chicken sandwich, mm -hmm. you know? So... You know, sometimes they're a little more hesitant, but thankfully, most of our customers are willing to try. To be fair to those wayward customers, while the words vegan kitchen are literally in the name, they're written real small. And if you were to just look at the menu, you may not know it's vegan with items like the barbecue fried chicken sandwich, Nashville hot chicken sandwich, barbecue spare ribs and mac and cheese. The key is to pay attention to what food items have quotation marks like quote-unquote spare ribs. But this location has been plant-based since 2005. And not only that, it was the first 100% plant-based restaurant in Colombia and most of the Southeast. So if you know, you know. 
The first iteration of the restaurant was called Lamb's Bread, and it was established by Falami's restaurateur father. So Lamb's Bread opened in 2005 here on Main Street in Columbia. Mm-hmm. It was very niche. So even if you weren't vegan necessarily, he curated the space in a way that felt warm and inviting. It was full of um, African artifacts and just beautiful things that you'd want to see in just a place where you could relax Mm -hmm. and enjoy a plate of good food. And in 2014, the opportunity to purchase to take over came. Okay. That's when I stepped in. And while we have similar tastes, Mm -hmm. we're quite different in some ways. Some of the staple menu items that the customers love, you know, we still have. Okay. But in 2018, when we rebranded, I took that opportunity to put my spin on it, Mm -hmm. to give it my spirit and my soul. Mm -hmm. And so, as you can see from looking around, I'm more of a minimalist. Give me the plants. Give me the, you know, the the open space. Hold on, hold on, pause. Because (laughs) if you are in Columbia, listen, the food, the sorrel, all that. Thank you. But these plants. Thriving, right? The spirit, the energy in here that you are giving these plants is giving me life. Thank you. They are happy. Continue. So um, my vision was a little different. Mm -hmm. I wanted to offer some foods that were a little more accessible to people, like Things that you are very familiar with already. Like, you've had fried chicken before, but have you had vegan fried chicken? I <laughs> have had an oyster mushroom so that has go. been battered and fried. Yes, there I have. Know, right? So, um, and because I take it so seriously, I'm so connected to the community, I wanted to do it justice. Mm-hmm. Vegan food for a little while there was having a rough patch, you know? Oh, let me tell you something. I had a homeboy. <laughs> I had a homeboy named Sid from Brooklyn, Crown Heights. Shout right? out to Sid. Okay, Sid. And Sid was, you know, he's a vegan. He's mm-hmm. still a vegan. But when we were coming up, Sid was eating fries yeah. and like tofu chunks. That's and that it. was it. That is it. That was it. Yeah. yeah. And you had to be careful with the fries because mm-hmm. usually it's cooked in beef tallow or something that's mm-hmm. absolutely not vegan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, the vegan struggle was real for a minute. I can imagine. And so there were a lot of places where you would, you know, people got turned off from veganism because it was seen as just boring or it tastes like cardboard, just not Mm. delicious. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it's the only way I eat. So I'm like, come on, people have got to know that there is another way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we can make this food taste good. It can be accessible. You can have everything that you wanted and it just be plant-based. You hear that, Sid? There's options now. But Miss Falami Jeter was raised vegetarian. So she'd committed to the bit early. I've never actually eaten meat. My parents both stopped eating meat before they had me. And so it just kind of my lifestyle, the Mm -hmm. only way I know, you Mm -hmm. know? That's just what it was. This is how you were raised. Absolutely. Did you ever ask your parents what drove them to a plant-based diet? Um, To be honest, we never had the super sit-down serious conversation Mm -hmm. with them because it was just kind of how it was. Mm -hmm. But my mom, you know, they had a garden when she was growing up. She lived in the country. And so what you did was you cooked what you had, you Mm -hmm. know? And so aside from the fact that she ate meat at that time, she retained that. But she decided to go even farther and for health reasons, because, you know, she's watching the people around her because of the choices of some of the foods that they were eating deteriorate. Mm -hmm. And she didn't want that for herself Mm -hmm. or for me. Mm -hmm. And so my dad grew up in Greenwood, South Carolina. That's the South South. Like it's, you know, meat heavy diet for him to become vegetarian was probably even farther of a stretch. So what do you think that is that turns people off with veganism who are not vegans? I think I think it's a couple of things. I think the term for sure evokes a feeling in people, mm-hmm. depending on how you were introduced to it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Some of us vegans have a bad reputation for being a little pushy. Oh. You know what I mean? No, like, not you guys. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> 
I try my best not to be one of those people. I respect other people's, you know, whatever you eat is what you mm-hmm. eat. If you ask me if you would like to know about what I eat, then I'm, I'm happy to share. I think that has a lot to do with it. And I think still at this point, I'm not certain people really know what vegan means. Talk to us about that because there's different types of vegans For and sure. plant-based diets and right. things like that. So vegan at its core is plant-based. So someone, as far as food goes, Mm -hmm. you do not consume meat or dairy or any animal byproduct. Okay. And that even includes honey. Then there's plant-based, which, you know, there's a bit of a distinction there as well. Mm -hmm. Our plant-based brethren also refrain from wearing leather. They won't wear items that are... um, Mm -hmm are the byproducts of an animal or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So that's an, even another step. Mm-hmm. Then within vegan, the subsets, there are raw vegans mm-hmm. who won't consume foods that are cooked above, I think, 105 degrees. Oh, interesting. So they, um, you know, they, they can, you can prepare food, warm it with a Vitamix blender or a dehydrator or, you know, mm-hmm. your oven at the very, very lowest temperature. Mm-hmm. And then you have the whole food vegans okay. who will not eat any processed foods. So no Beyond Burgers, none of that stuff from the shelf in the grocery mm-hmm. store. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. just for us. They want the rice, the beans, the collars, the, you know what I mean? Straight from the earth, untouched, mm-hmm. not a whole lot of processing, mm-hmm. just food, food, mm-hmm. right? And then I think the latter is just the catch-all, the okay. vegan. So you will eat the Oreos because mm-hmm. they are vegan. You will eat, yes. uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you will have the vegan fried chicken. Mm-hmm. You will have, you know, the salad. You will have everything as long as it does not come from an animal. And where do you fall? I fall in that category. Okay. <laughs> you like, um, you if, know, if don't have no animal right, product, I'm eating it. Fair game. <laughs> okay. Give me some vegan ice cream, please, and thank you. But I certainly see the benefits Mm -hmm. of all of the options. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at some point in my life, I have done all of those things Mm -hmm. and will probably revisit again. Has that made you miss out on cultural elements, such as, let's say me and Keisha were sitting here talking about our mother's collard greens with smoked turkey neck. Right. Have you missed out because of veganism? Not at all. Mm -hmm. So I've Mm -hmm. always had a a true sense of self, of my community, of my ancestors, of of my, you know, I know who I am. It was ingrained in me at a very, very early age. And so I grew up with the drumming circles and the Kwanzaa's and the, you know, and all of that. So those, my mother and father's friends, their children were raised the same way, Mm -hmm. you know? So even though I didn't necessarily go to school with those kids, I knew there were some more kids just like me. You know what I mean? And they were were sticking out at their old schools respectively, you know? But. I never felt like I was lacking anything. I, didn't, I never felt like I was missing anything. Like mm-hmm. I had all of the community that I needed. And, and it, at, the, at the potluck at the Kwanzaa, there was millet and tofu and you know what I yes. mean? Pita bread and okay. all of the, you know? So it was just that part of my life. Your girl's hesitant, okay? Okay. I always have been. When I see that apostrophe and that in after, <laughs> right. chicken, right. things like that, right. it stresses me out. I'm sure. <laughs> it stresses me out sometimes too, honey. But I know that we have to pay attention to our health, which sometimes means I need to cut back on my meat products. So for somebody like myself, Mm -hmm. who's really hesitant about the apostrophe in. (laughs) As you should be, yeah. But I want to have me a meatless Monday. How would you help me to get into that? Well, I would say less is more. Mm -hmm. First of all, sometimes meat is the smallest portion of your plate, you know? Mm -hmm. So expound on those other things that are on there. Get you a big bowl of beans and rice. Um, And then if you wanna, if you feel like you need something that's the texture of meat, walnuts. It's a strange but thing that works. Like Mm -hmm. you can make walnut sausage, as you mentioned earlier, the oyster mushrooms. So if you're looking for the texture, if you feel like that's what you're missing out Mm -hmm. on, there are so many ways that you can replace that. And you know what, you're not lying because come Thanksgiving, my favorite part is the sides. sides. 
damn the turkey. Right. <laughs> I'm like, it's the size. Exactly. That's the favorite part. You know, if we look at it carefully, vegan food is the original soul food. Mm -hmm. It's the food that we've eaten our entire lives. You know, the okra, the collard greens, the mm -hmm. cabbage. You know, mm -hmm. these are foods that we just eat by nature. It's what we see on our tables on Sunday mornings, you know, mm -hmm. at your grandma's house. That's mm -hmm. what she makes. What you're doing is just getting back to your roots. That was a light bulb moment for me. Vegan food is the original soul food. You look at the okra and tomatoes and rice and peas and collards and all the other stuff, and it's so clear. We develop a strong relationship with the land, we work the ground, and then that's where the majority of what we eat comes from. Our enslaved ancestors in this country were mostly eating from the land, and that's stuck with us to this day. Vegan as soul food. Soul food as vegan. That's an incredibly powerful testament. But then I wondered, if vegan is the original soul food, then how and why has the term become so culturally separate from Black food? I think, honestly, it's just the um, who is speaking for it, mm -hmm. who is representing it. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not always us. So the person who's speaking loudest or the person who has the most visibility mm -hmm. is getting the credit for being the person who kind of spearheads it or the person who lives that life. Mm -hmm. But it's been my experience that, you know, when I go to other cities, um, the, the vegan places are the, the West Indian spot, you know what I mean? That, yes. that have the Ital food and, you mm -hmm. know, that's so I know I can eat everything in here, you know? Um, so it's not as much of a stretch as we would think. And what's next? for peace of soul. We want to keep growing. Mm -hmm. We want to keep giving to this community mm -hmm. and perhaps branch out into some others in the Southeast. So in 2018, we closed the restaurant and began renovations, during which time we got a food truck. Oh. Yeah. And so, you know, we're going to keep the truck on the road. We're going to keep hitting those festivals and just kind of keep spreading the word. I love that. <laughs> Thank you for sharing with us. Absolutely. And so I left my ancestral roots of the low country and I headed to the capital city of my birth state, Austin, Texas. If there was ever a place to get a second opinion about this vegan and soul food theory, there's no better place than the heart of barbecue country where brisket is the state flower and barbecue sauce comes straight out the tap. Welcome to Community Vegan. My name is Marlon Rison. I am co-owner and chef of this fabulous food truck in East Austin where we make comfort food. Ours just happens to be plant-based. Mushrooms are one of Marlon's staple ingredients on his plant-based comfort menu. And so I tagged along with him to Hi-Fi Mycology for his morning shroom shopping. We're looking at these clusters here, which are a little bit larger than those. This is what I prefer. They're extremely versatile. And what I love about these is they can get huge. Where I'm talking about the size of beautiful yeah. petals. In addition to making it taste good, I want it to look crazy. At first, I thought I was going to a mushroom farm. You know, dirt, rows of crops. But Hi-Fi Mycology is not that type of farm. It's an indoor facility with chillers and misters humming in the background. There were rows and rows of large metal racks holding brown and beige rectangular blocks, each with delicate mushroom caps sprouting through the surface. There was lion's mane, chestnut, oyster, and all sorts of mushrooms. It looked like the future. 
And although Marlon was a great mushroom teacher, he dropped some real talk about food in general that I can't unhear. And I'll tell you one thing that was important for me was the relationship I have with food. I wanted to make sure that I touched my food, I held my food, I talked to my food. Yes. The music that I'll play and the vibe that I create when I'm cooking or eating my food is all intention. We should never walk without intent. And when you look at food, and I tell people this, especially people who are like, nah, I can't do the vegan thing or I can't eat this. <clears throat> I'm like, okay, yes. I'm like, well, let me give you some real talk. One of the most intimate things that we do multiple times a day is take a foreign substance outside of our body and put it in our body. Mm. I'm like, name me something that's more intimate. Mm. So why would you not want to have a relationship that's on a higher level with your food? I love so, that. I mean, would you grab some person off the street that you didn't know and have them sleep with you that night in your bed? Not anymore. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's an old thing. It's, a, it's, it's something we used to do back in the day. Well, I don't know. But Perhaps. as we gain more knowledge, yeah. Yes, we're, we're way more considerate. Yeah, we, we share more, energy with. Yeah, you know, yeah. your food is on that same level. Yes. You know, so for me, I'm also conscious of my attitude when I'm preparing food for others. Yes. Because that transfer of energy. Oh, oh, we can get it. Oh, we are going to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? That is so important. Yes, absolutely. After shroom shopping at Hi-Fi Mycology, we headed southbound on I-35 and took the East 11th exit. Not too far from the most famous brisket house in town, we had a seat at a picnic table right in front of Community Vegan, the color-kissed Winnebago food truck that everyone is talking about. I'm sitting here with Big Marlin okay, of okay. Community Vegan Food Truck in East Austin, Texas. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, we outside. we're outside the food truck. It's beautiful. The colors pull the people in on the corner. Okay. But before we get into the truck, I want to talk to you. Big Marlin. Yes. Where did that name come from, first and foremost? Uh, well, Big Marlin came from the Marlin, I guess, in my past life, my pre-vegan life. Mm -hmm. I was more like a Suge Knight-looking Marlin than the svelte. Marlon that I am today. You know what I mean? I was a I was a big, gregarious bodyguard, throw boulders like in the Flintstones looking wow. brother. Now I'm more of the uh the debonair sleeker version of Marlon. Yeah. How did that transition come to be? The vegan side of it is kind of what led to that. So I'd say it's been about six years uh, in July that I decided to make that transition. And, and I'll tell you, the catalyst for it ran across What the Health, the documentary. Mm -hmm. I'd say probably halfway through it, I was like, yo, I'm about to do something different. And literally cleaned out the fridge mm -hmm. and said, I'm going to eat different. I mean, it was one of those on site. Oh, it was like a cold turkey it was situation. On site. Like what? when they say on site, on it was site, on site. Yeah. You know what I mean? So CTG trained you to go. You already know. Yeah. You already know. So... <laughs> So it was on site that I decided I need to do something different. You know, I was like, I know I'm getting older. There's no reason for me to be 360, 370. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's not like I'm getting ready to try to jump on a football field. My powerlifting mm. days were over. And I started thinking as my kids were getting older, I was like, I'm going to be a grandfather at some point, mm -hmm. And I want to be active mm -hmm. as far as in my grandkids' lives. So I was thinking ahead like mm -hmm. that and said, you know, I need to make a change. And so when I did that, I knew that I would drop some weight for sure because mm -hmm. I was always active, had no idea that it was going to melt it off. It, it literally melted off. And I'd say within about eight months, nine months, I'd already dropped 100 pounds. Was the transition switched strictly from watching the documentary? Absolutely. It yeah. was strictly. I was watching people 
who were going through health issues mm-hmm. and some of them that I was familiar with and looking at them and saying, okay, so this person quit consuming these products mm-hmm. and didn't have upper respiratory issues anymore, didn't mm-hmm. deal with high blood pressure anymore, diabetes medicine went away. And so I'm looking at all that and I'm like, okay, so a lot of those things I grew up with and I thought was just a part of life mm-hmm. until I watched What the Health. I was noticing how these people were getting rid of issues that they thought were passed down from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. They said, you know, my grandmother went through it. My mom went through it. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I'm supposed to go through it. So I thought that was the same thing for me. Mm -hmm. But I changed the way I was eating. All of that went away. And it was amazing. All of these things that I thought were hereditary, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I realized they were food-based. And the one thing that I came across learning was... The health issues that we go through, especially within the black community, they're not hereditary things or things that are mm-hmm. passed down necessarily from DNA. Mm-hmm. It's the habits A lot of time, that yeah, are passed down. The way that we eat. So the way that we eat, mm-hmm. not exactly what's in our bodies as far mm-hmm. as the chemistry goes. So once I realized that, I was like, oh, I'm a new man. Okay, so let's talk honestly. Let's do that. Let's talk honestly, Marlon. All right. I am a meat eater. Okay. Okay, I'm not so averse I'm not. to yeah. plant-based, but okay. I am a meat eater. Gotcha. I want to know, did you become one of those self-righteous, obnoxious, <laughs> plant-based people Yes. <laughs> when you first got into the game? Yes, I did. I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. I appreciate um, the accountability. Yes, just keep keeping going. it 100. I was that at first, but it didn't come from a place of hate mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, I'm one of those types where once I get good information, number one, I have to apply it to what I do, but number two... I feel like it's a responsibility to share it with both people who I love and people who I come in contact with. So I wasn't mean or or anything like that with Mm -hmm. it, but I definitely was spewing a lot of information out, a lot of stats out to a lot of people who could have cared less, namely my family members. (laughs) Okay. So especially, yeah, exactly. So when I'd get around fam and we do these Thanksgivings and all that, I'd be like, yo, what you eating? I know we got this turkey out here. We got these Cornish hens. You would have got a hard eye roll from your girl at Thanksgiving. I, I, I got a lot of that. I got a lot of that. And But the one thing I would do though is, I wouldn't say that without providing options. So I would have a whole nother set of food over here to Mm -hmm. say, hey, why don't you at least try this? Come on, somebody, because I do not like when people point out problems. But no solutions. But they they have no solutions That's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So I wasn't going to be that person. And I want to mention something specifically about with the health. So it wasn't just the part as far as health went, but I was watching in this one region of North Carolina where you had a high density or high population of African-Americans that lived there. Uh-huh. But there was a pig farm right next to it. So it was one pig farm where there was a lot of runoff that was going in a stream that provided water to locals. Wow. And, and here's the thing. So come to find out that there was a high percentage of people in that area, predominantly black, mm-hmm. who had upper respiratory issues, mm-hmm. who had cancer. There were four or five different ailments that they mm-hmm. all were dealing with. So for me, as I'm looking at that, I said, okay, um, if I am who I say I am, mm-hmm. how can I throw one dollar at an industry that I know is knowingly killing my people? Mm. And so, so that that's where behind your, yeah, that, your that's transition where as well. If I am who I say I am, I can't do that. Y'all, Marlon's sense of integrity was inspiring. He watched one documentary and never looked back. And whenever he got a craving to eat meat, all he had to do was think about those people. His people, his North Star is bright. I love those people. I cannot do that. So for me, that made it a whole lot easier in all honesty. 
Let's talk about that love a little bit. Erica is your partner, correct? My partner, business partner, yes. life partner. Yes, Who's she also is. An, who adds an element to the truck as absolutely, well. Absolutely, absolutely she does. That yes, collaboration does. there, how's well, that you. worked out? Well, it's, it's funny because I have to give her credit for me doing this in the beginning because, yeah, because she had been talking to me about opening up a food truck for months. Okay. And I was like, nah. I was like, you know, I'm go from corporate America mm-hmm. to a food truck in Austin. I was like. It's kind of crazy. And I was, was going to ask you how that transition yo, happened. That's yo, wide. It, yes, it's very wide. But I was big on entrepreneurship and I wanted to do something that I was passionate about. Mm-hmm. So she kept hitting me with it, hitting me with it, hitting me with it. And then finally I said, you know what? I think it's my destiny. And mm-hmm. I really opened myself up to it. So with that, I was like, yo, let's do this. And okay. so, so from there, we started the process, you know, finding a food truck and then, you know, coming up with the menu and all that. And here we are today. Let's talk a little bit about some of your menu items, of course, right? Absolutely. Because these absolutely. are plays on many things that we grew up with. Yes. Whether they were at grandma's house. Right. Or they're things that we grew up with in college, going yes. to pick up. So um, we got the dime bag, you know, where I serve 10 Lion's Mane nuggets for 10 bucks. Mm. We serve it in a bag where we put the stamp on it where it says Lion's Mane is the strain. Super cute. You already know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we got a cauliflower strain, too, mm-hmm. that we do. We got a vegan egg on the homemade biscuit. So we got our lemon pepper wings where we've got our fried oyster mushrooms that we serve with French fries. You get a lemon off in it. It's got the lemon pepper flavoring. Come on. You already know. So another joint that we have that's extremely popular is our I used to eat fish filet sandwich. Mm-hmm. Anyone who grew up in a certain era, okay, they've now. had their own fish sandwich situation. But everything we do is with intention. And number one, make sure people know, yo, eating vegan is cool, too. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so I kind of took it and ran with it. And even from the way that... You know, at the food truck, you know, most times when you come, you either pull up and you're hearing some hip hop, whether Mm -hmm. it's some Nas, some Wu-Tang, some Snoop, Mm -hmm. you know, or you're checking us out on more of a chill R&B type vibe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. we make sure that everything that we do is cool, is smooth, is welcoming, it's hip hop, it's lifestyle. It's what we do. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Day in, day out. It's how we live at home. So community vegan food truck. Yes, yes. As you're talking, you love the community. You really, this is what you focus on and how you prepare your food. Absolutely. It's community was something else that was intentional. When Mm -hmm. we thought about the name of the business, we wanted it to represent not only who we are, but how we feel Mm -hmm. about the community, Mm -hmm. about the fact that the community is a part of our family. And especially Mm -hmm. when we talk about East Austin and the history of East Austin, the fact that we were able to get our food truck on the corner Mm -hmm. of one of the busiest areas in East Mm -hmm. Austin means a lot. Y'all hear it on this podcast. It's very busy. Yes, it is. (laughs) A lot of activity. A lot of people are outside here. Mm -hmm. But yes, it is all about the community. It's all about sharing love via food. Um, bringing people together, you know, because one thing that I could visualize when Mm -hmm. we first did this was seeing groups of people who don't know each other who are eating together, but because the basis of what we're providing is love via the food that we're eating, we're creating community within the community. You're one of the first people I've heard who hasn't said, I wanted a food truck or I was a chef and I wanted the option to be. You actually really went into this for the community. Absolutely. Yeah. So when people tell me I could taste the love and the food, 
nothing touches my heart more than that yeah. because there is love in it and everything that I'm doing with it is all for the good. And it so, confirms yes. your purpose yes. for why you got into this in the first place. Do you have any culinary background whatsoever? Cooking at home, I did a lot of that. Just, and, you know, just a black just, culinary yes, background. Absolutely, absolutely. with my mom's, you know what I mean? Learn from her how to do different things. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people who knew me well knew that and they were like, you need to be doing this yourself. Mm -hmm. And so sure enough, I said, you know what? I am gonna start playing with it. So I started playing around at home in my kitchen and I was like, yo, this is fun. You know what I mean? So you work a lot with plant. You you are you're very big working with mushrooms. Yes, yes okay, I am. So you work with plants a lot, yes, I a am. lot, a lot. So uh -huh. as you were testing and and testing out recipes and figuring out alternatives, right. for meat options and so forth, how did you get to the point where you really used mushrooms? Where mushrooms became a big thing for you? So I spent a lot of time on YouTube, you know, looking at different things that different people did, mm -hmm. and um, there were a couple of chefs that I ran across: Chad Sarno and Derek Sarno, both brothers, and they were doing doing crazy stuff with mm -hmm. mushrooms. They were pressing mushrooms, turning them into steaks. There, I know one, um, there was a kind of a pork chop Oh. And, and mashed potatoes. Wait a and, minute and now. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. There was a pork chop situation <laughs> where I was like, I need to be doing this. Wow. So I literally just started mimicking everything that they did in my kitchen. Mm -hmm. So I started doing all of those things in my kitchen. And as I did it more and more, I was like, I'm about to get freaky. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, now that I didn't got the itch. And you didn't want to use alternatives such as like seitan or. So we do use some process options, mm -hmm. but for the most part, everything that we do is going to truly be plant-based. Nice. So I wanted to introduce, especially people of color, to eating things that are grown. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because we do a lot of processed foods. When you look at the number of, you know, fast food spots that are in lower income areas mm -hmm. anyways, mm -hmm. I didn't want to continue to push that narrative. I wanted to look at or get people to eat planted items, to get things that are full of life, mm -hmm. because I didn't do that. I grew up eating meat and potatoes. That was it. Mm -hmm. So for me, I said, you know, I know how it changed my life. I would be selfish not to share in the joy of eating more plant-based items mm -hmm. with other people. So that's why I was like, nah, we're doing heavy mushrooms, cauliflower, you know, mm -hmm. all the joints that we typically don't eat, but I make them taste phenomenal. That's the key is people will eat good food mm -hmm. if it tastes like good food. You are, I mean, you're it's, right it's about that. And Yo, listen, you got to keep it simple sometimes. You've got to, especially with us as a people, Absolutely. you've got to make sure the food tastes good Absolutely. above anything else. Because I'll tell you, some people are like, ah, you know, really eat vegan food. I'm like, so do you like good food? And everyone says yes. Mm -hmm. And so from there, I say, okay, I got a few things that I think you might like. And I'll ask them, so what, what are your favorite tasting foods? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people dig fried chicken. A lot of people, you know, enjoy fish, especially being in Texas, not too far from the coast. So with that being said, I'm like, all right, well, I think I got an option that you will enjoy because okay. it tastes good. It just happens to be plant-based. Mm -hmm. And so once we break the ice and get through a wall that is kind of put up and we get to the nuts and bolts of it, which is I like good flavor. Once we get to that point, then usually I'm able to get them to where they try it. And then from there, you know, a lot of them will say, I had no idea that it would taste like this. Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. like, that's why I'm here. We want to be an additional resource, but comfort food based. And that's, Well, I'm ready uh, for you to give me some of this food. All right. So, all right. Are you, all right. Do I get a tasting? Of course you do. All right. Come of on. Well, let's get behind the kitchen. Let's, let's get, get in the kitchen. All right. Let's okay. do this. All right. Let's do this. Set up the tasting. You may think I overordered, but I needed to get a variety. So I began with the Frito pie. Let's see, let's see if this is a carnivore's dream. There we go. Get a little pepper. He got some jalapeno on here. There's some cashew cheese. There's some beans. That's supposed to be chili. Okay, wait. 
Yes, yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I thought a cow named Essie had to die for this. Nah, this is nah, delicious. Nah. Flavor profile. Oh my God. Hold on, let me get another bite. Hold Just on. More. I did have another bite and I made sure to get a little extra jalapeno in it. Then I had to try the lemon pepper wings. Mmm. Wait a minute. Because I don't have to worry about no big wings yeah. filled yeah, with hormones. Yeah, you ain't got to worry about none of that. This is just a big mushroom. You already know. Oh my God. And it's flavorful. What's up with this batter? Oh my it's God. Seasoned. It's seasoned. It's seasoned. After I finished my wings, aka oyster mushrooms, the final thing on the sample menu was the crab cake. Oh yeah, you got to squeeze the lemons. Squeeze, squeeze. There we go. Okay. You got to dip it. All right. Get it off in the sauce, sauce. All right. Mmm. Mm-mm. No, because this is from the ocean. <laughs> this is from the sea. Yeah, right wow. Ocean-friendly right crab there. Cake. You think okay, well, I'm not a convert, but I'm a convert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a always, convert. I've always got a situation for you, so don't even trip. I will never eat another dairy or meat-based chili cheese fry again. Word. Ooh. Oh, hello. Postcard from Columbia, South Carolina, and Austin, Texas. Dear homegirl, homeboy, and home they. Before meeting Falami and Marlon, I had a few working assumptions. I thought the innovation going into this would be about the newest ways of turning soul food into vegan food. And I thought that those two things, vegan food and soul food, existed in two different worlds. But the reality that became clear to me was that they're actually synonyms Soul food is and has always been vegan. Black sustenance, black food culture in this country has always been rooted in the land. The true innovation here might actually be the ability to create community within the community, driven by the many ways of expressing love through food. I was really struck when Marlon said that if he really loved his people the way he says he does, that he could never contribute to an industry that harms them so. And also, that sentiment of veganism driven by love of community has really reframed what it means to be vegan in my mind at least it's not so black and white i left peace of soul and community vegan looking at my life through a different lens my relationship with food is among the most intimate and important relationships i have and i wonder what opportunities are there in my life to treat that relationship with the intention that it demands anywho I'm off to rack up some more miles. Let's link up on the West Coast, where we'll meet up with some healers of a different sort. Travel safe now, beloveds. XOXO, Jade of all jades. P.S. If you're into mushrooms, I've got just the bonus episode for you. A heartfelt thank you to Falami Jeter and Jessica Boyd of A Piece of Soul Vegan Kitchen in Columbia, South Carolina. That's peace, as in P-E-A-C-E. Thanks to Hi-Fi Mycology for educating me about the magic of mushrooms. Uh, let me rephrase that, about the power of mushrooms. And thank you to Marlon Rison and Erica Dotson of the Community Vegan Food Truck in East Austin. I'll never eat another Frito pie with meat again. Almost never. To find out more about their restaurants and food trucks, please check out our show notes. Season two of the Black Kitchen series, Innovators, was created by Heinz and Wyden and Kennedy and produced by the Meta Creative Co. Follow us at HeinzBKI on Instagram. And while you're at it, 
please take a minute to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think. More reviews help more people find us. Subscribe to the Black Kitchen Series podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the Jade of All Jades. Thanks for listening. See you in the next episode. Thank you.